Hello and welcome to episode 130 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast, where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Sunday, June 19th. Happy Father's Day. The year of our Lord, 2016. And I am Jeremy Holmes. I am joined by my lovely partner in life and in love and in crime. Also, not a father, Christina Wise. That you know of. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That I know of. And today, we have a very special guest. Also, not a father that we know of. That uh, I know of. <laughs> Jeremy Henson. Hi, guys. I know for a fact I'm not a father. I am proud to oh. say that. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Good for you. Good That's you. right. Yeah. I worked hard not to be a father. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, thanks for uh, coming on the show. I I called you in a little bit earlier uh, er earlier in the week because Christy was feeling not so well. She called in sick to our other podcast, so hopefully they don't listen to this one. (laughs) And and let's be honest. Let's be honest. I also sent you a message halfway through the week saying, dude, I'm starting to get an itch. Anytime you need somebody on, just let me know. (laughs) That's true. And it happened to work out fine. So I I, yes, thank you for having me on. I am scratching my podcast itch right now. (laughs) Yeah, man. You're welcome. You're welcome on anytime. We're always happy happy to have have a third. I'll be your third seat anytime. Reminding me. Um, <laughs> Take a third anytime. <laughs> That's right. So we have uh, we have some exciting things planned for you tonight. We have – I feel like this is becoming a, a more regular thing. I have some corrections about previous <laughs> things that I have said. So uh, let's just jump right into it, I guess. The first, the first thing – and I'm actually curious what you guys think about this. So we talked last week about the – uh, girl that was on American, no, America's Got Talent. I keep on wanting America's to call it. America's Kids Got Singing. <laughs> right, right. And now, Jeremy, have you seen this? The uh, she she played a very small guitar. <laughs> I'm avoiding saying the word. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. I I, uh, I heard you guys talk about it, and I feel like I got everything I needed from the clips you guys showed. So yes, I'm very educated on the topic. I can speak freely about it if you'd like me to. Okay. So well, let me get let me get. Uh, I'll just talk about the the. We got a comment on the Facebook page from somebody. It was actually I think one of Christie's friends, yes. somebody okay. named Mahina, uh-huh. which. I, so Mahina, is she from? She's Hawaiian. Hawaii. Yes. Okay, so it's Mahine, actually. <laughs> I so say, the... I always call her Mahina. It's her. Uh, it's her <laughs> Hebrew name. But um, so this is actually a fight we've had for many, many years. I've been friends with her for like fifteen years now, and this is always something that we go through. Yeah. So this girl, uh, she was on. Uh, uh, she was on America's Got Talent. She was playing the. Ukulele. <laughs> Last <laughs> week we called it many times. I I called her ukulele girl. She was playing her ukulele, uh, and Mahina wrote in to let us know that apparently that is like nails on a chalkboard to her, yes. and it's not appropriate. And the correct way to pronounce it is ukulele, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? Yes. I've been I practicing. Think ukulele. I, I think you, there's, there's two oo sounds there in the middle, isn't it? Ukulele. It's not ukulele, it's ukulele, right? Lele. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stand out here and I'm going to say ukulele is perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say that. You know why? Because we're not Hawaiian. We bastardize everything. That's what we do. 
All right. The guy the from Kansas. The nomenclature where I come from here in Kansas is to mess up whatever the hell you want and keep on marching on like nothing was like nothing happened. Don't you guys call it the tiny island guitar there? <laughs> yes. It's 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 uh yes, it's the tiny island guitar and uh to to be fair, I mean everything we say we we mess up in Kansas. I was telling you guys before we started. How would you sp- something something as simple as a city like uh, – I'm going to spell it for you. S-A-L-I-N-A. How would you say that? Selena? Selena. There you go. We call it Selina. Okay. <laughs> okay. The, okay. The, the Golden Road uh, – uh, El, El Dorado. Okay. I was going to try to give you hints, but that was going to take forever. El Dorado, we call El Dorado. Arkansas City, we call Arkansas City. Mm. There's a street in Wichita – it's Greenwich. It's Greenwich Road. We call it Greenwich. So, you know, if, if if people in Wichita went around, all the hipsters in town went around telling everybody every time they said something wrong, nothing would get done. Productivity <laughs> would just plummet. So keep going and calling it ukulele. I, I stand here and applaud you. I've just ta- I've told her for years that it just makes me sound it. I feel like it makes people sound douchey. I mean, mm-hmm. not her, but like, I, I mean, actual Hawaiians can say it, but she can say it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, so that's the problem that I have is like, I don't go when I go into like a, a, a Mexican restaurant, I don't try and like roll all of my R's yeah. when, when I order. Like, I'm not like, can I please get a burrito, some carne asada? Like, <laughs> now because- you do say at least say quesadilla instead of quesadilla, right? Oh, right. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I so I I feel like I'm towing this line of I want to be respectful of people's heritage yeah. and culture but at the same time I don't want to sound like a douche. Like right. if it's it it feels like me as a white guy it's super pretentious for me to run around and start correcting everybody. Uh excuse yeah. me, it's not ukulele. It's ukulele. Oh, I probably just pronounced it wrong <laughs> the right time. You're going to get another letter. <laughs> I don't know if we've said it right since we started talking about it, to be honest with you. I'll have to um, – maybe I'll just pull the pronouncer uh, video and she also <laughs> hates how She also hates how white people say karaoke, and I'm not even going to pretend I know how the right way to say it is. Isn't it karaoke? I believe. I don't know. I don't know. I can't I even know. try to – I feel like I'd butcher it even more. But there is something to be said about uh, about the way certain things are pronounced in certain places. It becomes part of the nomenclature Mm -hmm. and acceptable. Part part of what becomes like the the definition of the word is how it's used locally. Okay. So so if it's a local colloquialism and everybody says it wrong, it actually makes it right. Mm. You know, so. Yeah. I start – we have a lot of strange words around here. Turn off your phone. (laughs) <laughs> um, sorry <laughs> not strange words i didn't mean it that way um we have a lot of native american city names uh, and yes. um people not from here cannot pronounce them and it, it's actually kind of funny to hear people try to, that we should do that segment is have <laughs> and yeah. come on and try to pronounce local. oh yeah yeah we would have <laughs> to send them to you beforehand so you could look at them because we can't tell them to you over the thing that's but, a fun one yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. but i don't i don't like bash people for saying it wrong yeah yeah oh that's a lie i, I once made fun of someone for calling it ivars instead of ivers <laughs> but <laughs> so jeremy what uh what what's your opinion on um on, on this performance you did you hear the clip that we played on the show i last did i week? heard your clip and just to circle back real quick if 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 your friend 
uh, Mahino wants to say it, ukule- ukulele. Uh, if she wants to say it the correct way, I applaud her. If she wants to correct people, I applaud her. She has the right to do that. Uh, but my, like myself, I'm not going to walk around co- saying ukulele because people will then correct me and say, do you mean a ukulele? And then you have this big conversation. But um, I think that this chick is is like any other um, – I think that the, the, the chick who played the ukulele uh, at America's Kids Got Singing is like the Tiger Woods of – um, of ukuleles, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she was probably, you know, had one put in her hand when she was a child with her parents, had all the intention of the world of making her this, you know, big internet sensation and kudos to them. It worked, you yeah. know, now yeah. just putting it in your kid's hand and saying, get to work and, you know, uh, is, isn't actually going to make it happen. She has to have some talent. She has to put in some hard work too. So I still respect it. I still respect it, but she does seem to be one of those performance kids whose mom is like on the, in the wings, you know, and uh, she she knows the song just as well as she does, and probably lipping lip lip singing along with her and stuff, <laughs> you know. But uh, but props to her. You it takes talent and it takes hard work to do something like that. So yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm on the I'm on the fence. Mm-hmm. She was created. She is like a lab. <laughs> ukulele player mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she still had to work hard at it so yeah. i think it's pretty yeah cool. i mean you can't get there without without <laughs> a lot of practice yeah regardless absolutely. of what age you are so yeah yeah all right well i guess time will tell time will tell <laughs> maybe she'll... i'm never gonna go back and listen to her again <laughs> <laughs> so time will not tell me anything <laughs> if she had an album i i liked the song enough regardless so personal feelings aside i liked it yeah. enough that if she had an album that was like available on itunes i probably would have bought it last week just because it was catchy i mean just like interesting editing yeah. the song like pulling the the clip to to drop in the show i was like oh hey i can get into i this. can identify that it was a very good song and uh it's just not my style the yeah. stuff that i like so i w- personally i wouldn't well, i wouldn't get it but yeah when i was listening to it i was like shit if she wrote this this is amazing and even if she didn't it's still a good song but yeah, yeah, yeah. good stuff good stuff uh all right well henson this is another one another little correction or or yeah. uh, thing i guess <laughs> i need to say uh and this i apologize i should have explained this earlier so jeremy henson if you're new to our show jeremy henson has been on our show i i don't even know probably more than any other guest <laughs> oh yeah that's a nice distinction i kind of like that i would say um and you are you used to have your own podcast called the eureka podcast i did and you guys put a show out pretty much every week for three years and you just yeah. just recently shuttered the doors on that project yep yep and um so anyway he's a friend of the show been on multiple times and uh a personal friend as well actually we we me and christy went out and to kansas city and met up with you and your former co-host craig that's right and uh, and by the way tickets bought hotel booked for your wedding so nice Yes. yes. <laughs> I am excited. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's going to be like a podcast. There's going to be a ton of podcast people there. <laughs> I'm just going to call it a Eureka Podcast Meetup. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, the, uh, the Eureka Podcast West Coast Tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your, your former co-host, Craig, actually friend of the show, Craig, was recently yes. on with, uh, with Christy mm-hmm. while I was down in California. Um, Craig wrote in last week to let me know. So last week I, uh, we recorded on Sunday, which was the day of the shooting in Orlando, uh, at the Pulse nightclub out there where I think it was 49 people got, um, killed in this big mass shooting. And I had put Another out a close to 50 injured too. 
yeah. that that is kind of overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had put out on the show because I'm just this is. I have been very outspoken in the past about my feelings regarding gun control, and I put out there on the show that I just don't understand why anybody needs to have an assault rifle. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I asked people to, you know, shoot us an email or whatever. Christy uh, supposed that probably nobody that listens to our show by now uh, has an assault rifle (laughs) or – or if they did, probably would not out themselves. But um, I have shot one. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I live in Kansas. So. Yeah. I think you have to to get into the state. I think. Oh, it's how you get your driver's license. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently at some point during the show last week, I, I, I started referring to assault rifles as machine guns. Craig was kind enough to point out that machine guns are not legal to purchase in the United States. Uh, machine guns are highly rec- regulated. So uh, and I'd ha- I've had a number of discussions over the past week with people <laughs> in various online forums. Uh, I've been arguing with people about gun control on Facebook, we'll say. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I have been corrected multiple times there as well that uh, apparently because it seems like anyway, after every mouse sh- mass shooting, everybody starts talking about gun control, whatever. I feel like. It feels a little different now. Like maybe the tide is actually starting to turn. Maybe something's going to change. It's getting closer. We'll see. Getting closer. Um, yeah. So, but it feels like um, a lot of people are kind of going after specifically this assault rifle thing. Very often, people have been really quick to point out to me that the the weapon used in Orlando wasn't even an assault rifle. They, what, what was it then? Well, apparently, apparently, there's some uh, questions around the definition of assault rifle oh, because people yeah. are saying an assault rifle is the military version of what was used in Orlando. Like an assault rifle is the fully automatic version, right? So the rifle that was used in Orlando and um, at uh, uh, Sandy Hook, they weren't assault rifles. They're they're just semi-automatic rifles. Right, um, high capacity magazines. So, they, so what you're saying is they're splitting hairs, <laughs> right? Exactly. Somatic, somatic. Yeah, yep. they're like yep. it's no different than a hunting rifle, except for the fact that it's specifically designed in such a way that you can kill lots of people without having to very reload. short time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> it's, it's similar to saying like, uh, "Oh, can you pass me that Kleenex?" Well, that's not a Kleenex brand. That's actually a tissue. <laughs> right. right, right. It serves the same goddamn purpose. Can I just blow my nose? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just did want to say. I was not talking about machine guns, and apparently maybe I'm not even talking about assault rifles. So uh, the question stands, though, if there's anybody out there within the sound of my voice that has a military-style long rifle <laughs> or a um, – I don't know the right terminology, I guess, but a, a semi-automatic rifle with you know like a pistol grip and the uh, extended magazine, that kind of thing, uh, I'm really curious as to why you need it. So I would uh, – Well, to defend themselves and their property. Is that really the only reason though? I mean if you really want to break it down, I think that's what, what most people would argue. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't have a gun. I'm not going to own a gun. I don't think – I mean I, I'm not – I don't think I'm as uh, – pardon the term but militant as you are about this. I, I do agree that there should be some uh, some gun control for sure. There needs to be some gun control. There's control in every other right that we have you know, for the most part. Um so there, there needs to be some sort of control here. Uh, 
But I think what most people would say is when it boils down to I want to be able to control I want to be able to defend my family and my property. And that's hard to argue with. But at the same time, do you need an AR-15 for that? Do you really need that? Couldn't it, you serve the same purpose by having a shotgun or a handgun, a pistol? I mean, I, think, I, I argue you could. But some people would say, no, no. Well, I mean, what if the government's coming to take my property? Uh, or, or as people who love uh, to talk about needing guns so much love to say, you know, <laughs> if you take away people's guns, they're just going to find other things. Everybody's going to start getting stabbed. Well, then have a big knife. Have a couple knives. Yeah. I feel more comfortable with people sleeping with a knife under their pillow than I would a pistol under their pillow. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to get too far off the rails. Uh, I really yeah. am curious as to, you know, I, I can see. So the re- the only reasons that I can honestly come up with, like you said, uh, defending defending your home. And then I know that another one that a lot of people say is that um, they need them uh, to be able to resist against a tyrannical government. So if the government right. for some reason goes sideways and they need to they they need to be able to fight back against the government, they want to be able sure. to have these military style weapons. Um so if I I mean I guess maybe those are the only reasons people can come up with. I'm just Yeah, which yeah. they are pretty good reasons. I got to I got to get a hand it to them, but I try to live as if live as if, you know, we don't need those guns. I I understand it's it's very naive. Uh, to, to, to say, I want to live in a world without guns, so I'm not going to have a gun. It's very, very naive. But yeah. I, I, I do think that we can't overlook the, the examples that some of these other countries have set. Uh, Australia, for example, who, you know, after a mass shooting, they finally said, We're, we've had enough of this. And they got rid of a lot of their guns. And it's a, it's a common misconception. They didn't get rid of all their guns. You can still get guns in Australia. But it's very, very hard. Yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence that their mass shootings have gone down quite a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we can't we can't just keep going a- along with the status quo saying it's not guns, it's not guns, it's not guns when every time it's guns. Yeah. You yeah. know, well, we got to do something. I think, but. you know, and I, I've joked I've joked quite a bit about how I want to take everybody's guns and melt them down and turn them into school buses and all that kind of stuff. I I don't. Obviously, I don't think. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but I don't think that that's <laughs> ever going to happen. Um Obviously, you know, if I lived in a, a perfect world, maybe it would, but, um, you know, it's, it's not ever going to happen, but I would, I would just love to see, like, let's just maybe tighten things up a little bit. Let's yeah. make it as hard to get a gun as it is to get a driver's license. That's kind of what I want. You know, just, just make it a little harder to me that, that seems to make sense. Yeah. But some people would argue that you know, I'm, I'm an idiot who doesn't understand the constitution. <laughs> and in the same way, in the same way that, you know, if I go buy like a NASCAR, you know, I'm not going to go drive it down the freeway. There's some certain restrictions about that. It has to be street legal and all that stuff. Maybe yeah. if we're getting into some of these more high powered, you know, sniper rifles and uh, military style yeah. long rifles with high capacity magazines, let's, uh, let's maybe even make those restrictions a little bit tighter. I'll yeah. Be okay with that. I'll Perhaps okay. you have to have a X amount of hours of training with them with yeah. an expert who that expert doesn't just make sure you can hit a target. They actually analyze you and t- keep an eye on you. And uh, yeah. like, why is this guy shooting? You and know what I mean? Why is this guy practicing like this? But you, you I, I think to... what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was really just I, I think it's important. You know, I was giving you a hard time about doing these corrections. It is important that you are making this distinction between the machine gun and the assault rifles, because I think if you're going to have a debate about something like this, 
you do need to be educated about what you're saying. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So it's good that you're that you are making this delineation because the, 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 what happens is when, when somebody starts talking to somebody who's very educated about guns and they start saying stuff like machine gun, that person on the other end just starts going, just got to know what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it is important. So I, 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 I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I know the difference and I knew the difference. I just apparently yeah. at some point said machine gun. So it's fair. Like, you know, I, I do want to just make sure that people know I, I know what I'm talking about. And I'll also add, um, you know, I, I think that people think that maybe I'm scared of guns or whatever. Like I, yeah. I wanted to be a police officer for almost my entire life. Yeah. I was in, I was involved in like a, a junior law enforcement program called police explorers. I've carried yeah. handguns. I've shot handguns. I've shot shotguns. I've gone hunting. I've shot yeah. rifles. I've shot, you know, muskets. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, anyway, I don't want to It is get... interesting to note that, uh, there are some law enforcement agencies in some countries that do not carry firearms. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, other countries have figured this out. I don't know. Anywho's. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, uh, I did not mean to derail things that much. But <laughs> with that in mind, I have one last funny, interesting piece of information about gun control. But it's probably not the type of gun control that you would think. <laughs> and also relates to something we talked about last week, which is emoji. So we talked about last week that there's this governing body called Unicode or the Unicode Consortium that's like a a large group of software companies like Microsoft and Apple and some of these bigger companies. And they all work together to decide this basically coding standard that's going to be multi-cross-platform. And that's where this is the, the same body that oversees and picks the emojis that we have. And there's a story that came out last week in light of all the discussion <laughs> that's been in the news. Um, there's some new emoji that are supposed to be coming out actually this month sometime in June. We're supposed to be getting a bunch of new emoji. One of those new emoji that we were supposed to be getting was a rifle. And uh, Apple and Microsoft, both who are both members of Unicode, stood up and basically said, eh, we don't think we want to have this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think we're going to include this in the uh, – in in the emoji pack, um, which means that when you you know when whenever the new uh, Apple update comes out or the new whatever, do people have Windows phones? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> so the eight of you that have Windows phones, when you get your update and you get your new emoji, a rifle was supposed to be amongst them as late of uh, as as April, I guess of of this year. There was supposed to be a rifle on there, and um, it's it's no longer going to be supported. So I I thought that was interesting and it made me chuckle because basically, um, I mean, I read that and I was kind of laughing and also a little bit sad because apparently it's easier to get emoji gun control than it is to get <laughs> actual yeah. gun control. So, yeah, something that it doesn't actually cause any harm. Yeah. It's it's real easy to get that. But but, you know, something that actually causes harm is uh yeah that's the next to impossible you know you mentioned the, the name of this thing is the the something something consortium yeah. yeah it sounds like a conspiracy theory it sounds it sounds uh, like it, a comic book bad guy yeah it does yeah. it sounds like it's like well you know what, what's the name of it again what's it called the unicode consortium yeah it's like <laughs> well you know the unicode consortium they're out there they're they're changing all the words around so that we don't even know what they mean anymore i mean ukulele <laughs> used to be ukulele but now it's ukulele and where are we gonna be when it they decided to turn into something else yeah 
Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, the the main. Um, it's them and uh, the Illuminati. <laughs> they're, uh, and the and the Pentaveret. You've heard of the Pentaveret, right? No. no. It's uh, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's from So I Married an Axe Murderer. There's, <laughs> you guys have seen So I Married an Axe Murderer, right? Yes. You know when uh, the, his 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 father is like, I hate the Colonel with his wee beady eyes, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, he's part of the Pentaveret. Well, who else is part of the Pentaveret? It's the Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> that's oh. so. That's all. That's all I got as far as that goes. I can't go up a single podcast without referencing So I Married an Axe Murderer. So we got that out of the way. We yeah, can continue on. That's the um. <laughs> that that's the hole in my pop culture uh showing <laughs> there. My uh, you know my. Knowledge of pop culture. You haven't you haven't seen So I Married an Axe Murderer? No, no, I can't say that I have. Add it to the list. Yeah, Christy, have you have quite a list. A list right? Yeah, <laughs> okay. It's, it's that and the Goonies. I think are at the yeah. top of the list. And the Jerk. You haven't seen the movie The Jerk? No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not seen I the swear movie. to God, dude. <laughs> you make former evangelicals like myself <laughs> look look like I was just the biggest sinner in the world because I I've seen all those movies. So. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to kind of the main the main body of our of our show here. So we uh, generally we, we just ask that everybody that's either hosting or coming on the show brings something that they're kind of nerding out about. And it could be anything. It could be an article. It could be a, a band, a, a song. It could be. I don't know why I always go to music because I'm not a big music person, <laughs> but it could be anything. People uh, are an idea, yeah. whatever. So, uh, Jeremy. You said that you uh, you had something that going on that you kind of wanted to share about. Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with my body. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful, but uh, like ever since I was a kid, I've just always been obsessed with you know uh, trying to improve one way or the other. Like something about me, I, I can remember. I don't know uh, if you guys have been in the same situation. Like I, I remember the specific moment where I started to get fat, mm-hmm. like the moment I was always in pretty good shape. One summer it was after high school. Like we had a final like family get together with one of my family friends from Chicago. We used to meet, like, we were in Kansas and they were in Chicago and we meet in the middle at Lake of the Ozarks and I was hanging out with all my friends and we just ate junk food all week long. And I remember feeling just like, obese when we left i felt awful like my clothes weren't fitting right and i i am known I, with my uh, uh friend of the show craig uh my my uh, uh former podcast host i was at his wedding so between his bachelor party and his wedding was about a 12 day period i gained 15 pounds in those day and those in that amount of time so i can put the weight on like nobody's business I mean, I can pack it on. So I really have to be mindful. So it sounds like, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm obsessed with my body. It sounds really vain. I have to be obsessed with my body. Otherwise, things get out of control quickly, mm-hmm. quickly. So I uh, about a year and a half ago, well, two years ago, I quit powerlifting. I was I was powerlifting, which is another way to focus on your body and try to get – it's different than bodybuilding. You're not trying to get like – you know, cut, but you are trying to get bigger and bigger and bigger because that kind of reflects the fact that you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So I kind of went the opposite way of trying to lose weight for a couple of years and try to put on a bunch of weight by powerlifting. But I, I had what can only really be described as a, as an, a borderline aneurysm. 
it, it wasn't diagnosed as an aneurysm, but the doctor said it's like a thunderclap headache where basically I, my, my brain almost exploded uh, from blood pressure. Jesus. In the middle of a workout. Yeah, in the middle of a workout. I was in the middle of uh, doing this deload set where I had worked up to – I was doing close grip, close grip bench. Uh, I had worked up to 400, like 415 pounds on close grip bench, which like focuses on your tricep. And then after you get do, done doing that, you just like start taking the weight off and doing as much as you can. So you go like 415, 375, 350. And every time you take the weight off, you just do as many as you can. So I, I had gotten down to like 275. And I was like, I think I was up to like nine or 10 and I was pushing through that last one. I was just about to rack it so they can take some more weight off. And my brain just like, I could hear an explosion. I could feel an explosion, an explosion of light and everything. And, uh, I dropped the weight on my chest. Everybody had to pick it up off me and I rolled down onto the floor. I was crawling around, didn't know where I was and stuff. I mean, it, it just the worst headache I had ever had. And my wife was there running on the treadmill and she almost fell off the treadmill when she heard me screaming and, uh, taking the emergency room, all this stuff. And they, and they come back, they're like, you're lucky you're alive. But, you know, this could have been a lot worse. Uh, so they said, I recommend you stop powerlifting because obviously it's affecting your, your, your blood pressure. So I stopped doing that. And after that, I started to try to focus on losing weight. And I got serious about it about 12, 14 months ago. And uh, since then, I've lost 85 pounds. And uh, so that's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what I've, I've really been nerding out about lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got an Apple Watch. It tracks all my calories. It tracks all my movement, which by the way, you think you're burning a decent amount of calories just by kind of basing uh, – if you're on the elliptical, you think it, it tells you how many calories you're burning. It's lying. It's lying to you. Don't trust it <laughs> because when you put the Apple Watch on or a Fitbit or whatever you're using to track, it tells you how much calories you're burning mm. and – People give me a hard time. Oh, you got an Apple Watch. I'm like, well, it, it's actually helping me lose weight. And then yeah. the naysayers are like, oh, well, you know, it's not the Apple Watch that's making you lose weight. It's like the, the work you're putting in. I'm like, I get it. But I thought I was burning a thousand calories when I was burning 300. And so then I would eat calories because I thought I had more to make up, but I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, so it really has helped me lose weight. And I've got, you know, like a MyFitnessPal where I, I, I enter in all the calories that I eat and stuff and focusing on, uh, 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 I, I have a, a vegetable and, uh, fruit like smoothie every day where I've got like, I mean, a number of apples, banana, blueberries, strawberries, kale, carrots, and stuff like that that I just throw in there and I get this like 20 ounce cup where it's just tons of nutrients and it's, huh. it's fantastic. It feels so great. But, uh, yeah, that's what I've been obsessing about for like the last 12 or 14 months. And, uh, I even picked up running, which, I absolutely hate, but it's the most efficient workout you can ever do. Jeremy used to running run, is? didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Man, I love running. I was just talking to Christy this weekend. My dad, uh, my dad actually on Saturday ran the uh, rock and roll half marathon up here in Seattle, and I that's impressive, man. I, a half marathon is it's tough, man. It's fun. So I've done like I've done three half marathons. The last one I did was. Four years ago, I think I was God. trying to remember. I was trying to remember this weekend, but yeah, um, you know, it's uh, I don't know. I, it's really fun for me, and it's really fulfilling. Have you done? Have you run like any races? Uh, I just did a five k this weekend, and uh, I did all. I mean, I, I did it like half an hour, but it was awful. And I, 
I know people who who do like half marathons and marathons. Yeah, and they, you know, they they look at you and like pat you on the head and say, "Oh, good job! You have a five k. That's <laughs> that's really good." And I know other people who do a five k, and then they just say, "I'm training for a marathon now." And I'm like, right. "You do realize there's a massive difference in being able to do a five k and then twenty six miles." My first my first real race that I ever did was a half marathon. Wow. And did you do a, any training? And it was a terrible half a marathon too. It was like the Seattle half, which is in November. So it was like rainy and cold. Uh, and I was training for like the 12 weeks leading up to it. Yeah. I found okay. this like, this like, it, it's a training program that a lot of people use. It's called the Hal Higdon series. Okay. And it's basically like he breaks like it down what, for 12 weeks. You run. It's like what the uh, uh, couch to 5K is based off yeah, of. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. you, you know, you run. Five days a week, I think, and then you have a rest day and you have a cross training day where you're supposed to like yeah. go ride a bike or go swim in or something like that. And uh, you know, it's it's uh it's it's pretty straightforward. And honestly, man, like you could if you just ran a five K, you could start doing it because all you need all you need to be able to run when you start the training is a five K. You need to be able to run yeah. three miles and that's it. And that that's your long run the first week is three yeah. miles, and then you just follow this thing and that that first that first race that I ever ran was my the best time that I've ever had. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that I, was the I, fastest. What do you do when you run? Do you listen to music? Yeah, I listen to um when I'm running by myself, I listen to I listen to podcasts or I listen to music. Okay. And then if I um when I'm running races and stuff, I didn't usually have headphones on because there's lots of other people around, yeah. and that's kind of one of the fun parts about it is like either talking with people or eavesdropping on on other people's conversations, yeah. and especially I think like. I mean, this is sort of sad, but I'm one of those people because uh, uh, more so now than I was then, but I was also pretty large then. I was a you know man of larger carriage, and it's not yeah. too often that you see a big fat dude running a half marathon. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're right. You're so right. I was like one of those people where people would be like, oh my God, <laughs> look at that guy, like – the last one that I ever ran, actually, you're on did, like mile eleven, and they're like, "When did he, did he just jump in here? Yeah. Where did this guy come from?" <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, the last one that I ever ran, there was another big dude that was with me, and I was like, I was hurting pretty bad by the end because I had like tweaked my ankle or my knee or something. Yeah, but I just was pretty determined to finish, and also my car was at the finish line, so yeah. <laughs> I had to get there eventually get anyway. There anyway. <laughs> uh, so I was gimping pretty bad, and the guy the guy next to me is like, all right, bud. He's like, we're going to do this. We're going to finish strong. We got to show these people that fat guys can do this too. <laughs> it's amazing, man. I, I, know a, I know a guy who does multiple marathons a year, and he's 300 pounds. Yeah. I'm like, how do you – what, what – how do you remain 300 pounds if you're training for a marathon? That I don't, takes a whole different kind of training. <laughs> I don't I don't understand it. And he's just like, I don't know, man. I just eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and I, I can still run 28 miles. Yeah. I'm well, like, 28? He said, well, yeah, I don't want to just do 26. I want to be able to you know, do more than that. I'm like, you're crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I, how are your knees hanging in there? It's nuts. We've had- the thing is, I, I hate I hate running. Yeah. I hate it. So I don't want to kick up to another level. I I don't want to do I just hate running so much. This 5k that I just did. See, you're talking about running with other people? Yeah. This five, I I I live in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. Yeah. And so we do these 5k's and I ran all by myself. <laughs> there was my wife was like she finished like 3 or 4 minutes ahead of me yeah. and the person behind me was 3 to 4 minutes behind me. Yeah. 
So there was not a big nobody. (laughs) Yeah. Like that rock and roll, that rock and roll marathon. I think it was like 15 or 20,000 people. If I remember right. I mean, it's a big, it's, it's a big, it's a big thing that people That do. might be a little more fun. So what uh, so you've lost 80 pounds in uh, yeah. 14 months. So that, depending depending on the day, it's <laughs> 80 to 85. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh 65 pounds if it's right after uh Craig's honeymoon. Uh, yeah. So it took me a couple weeks to get back down. You that's like that's new clothes territory, right? That's like new wardrobe. Yeah. 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 Yep. And so did you just throw away all your fat guy clothes? I did this time because uh, if my, my philosophy is if you keep them and you have something comfortable to put on, like you need to feel your, your clothes getting tight because yeah. you realize I, I'm, I'm gaining weight. You, you know what I mean? Life. So I, I got rid of them as in an effort to like if I ever have to buy like size 36 jeans again – I've gotten too big. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something. So rather than, you know, just having those 36s that I can slip on, you know, it's that act of having to actually buy them where it's like, nah, I gotta kick it up a notch. I gotta stop eating pizzas on Sundays because that's my cheat. On Sundays, I get pizza every week. Except for this one, it was Father's Day. We had like, you know, barbecue out someplace. We had a barbecue at uh, my father in law's house. So, uh, Sunday's also my cheat day. Oh, I love cheat day. I love it so much. <laughs> Every yeah, yeah. I'm not training for anything, and uh, uh, you know, I pretty much eat whatever I want the other days. But definitely Sundays for sure. <laughs> cheat day. <laughs> I tell everybody uh, cheat day so I don't have to feel guilty about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I uh, and uh, so how I lost the bulk of my weight actually was I bought a bike in July of last year. And living in a small town, I just bike everywhere I go unless I need to bring something with me or not be sweaty when I get there. Uh, so I end up biking about 10 miles a day on top of working out. So it's really – oh, and uh, I've put about 200 miles on my car in the last year. Nice. So yeah, just Pushing biking every, everywhere I go. It's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, I said 80 to 85 pounds. I think it's about 78 right now because I woke up this morning and said, screw it. And I had, I went to Sonic and got one of their ultimate burritos that is packed with, uh, uh, eggs, cheese, sausage, and hash browns. Mm -hmm. And I got it with double meat. Yeah. And then I got the cinna snacks to go with it and like a latte. And then. A yeah. latte, yeah. a latte with a breakfast burrito and and like some kind of cinnamon puff pastry thing does not sound I, appetizing to me. I go hard, yo. I go yeah. hard. Hey, I can respect that. <laughs> I can respect that. And then I had uh, ice cream for lunch, and uh, let's see. Oh, then uh, barbecue. I ate everything in sight, and then I snuck something when I got home. Uh, I had to go out and, and uh, I, I filled my wife's uh, car up for her and I got a king size Snickers almond as well. So uh, mm-hmm. today when I say cheat, I cheat. Mm-hmm. I cheat. Nice. Any who's. All right. About me. What about you? Christina, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's let's talk about what you wanted to talk about. So Christy, mm-hmm. we've uh, the last few weeks on the show, Christy's been reading. What's the name of the article? I don't it's... want anyone to look it up. <laughs> Chris, Christy's very protective. She won't even tell me what the name of this article is. But it's some kind of article that has to do with like – it's like 50 signs that you grew up evangelical. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, she's been reading it to me because it's um, – I grew up in a very, very conservative Christian home. 
she did not. And oftentimes it is as if we are speaking different language to, to the point yes. where when we spend time with my family, she literally will pull me aside and be like, can you please translate what was just said? Because I don't <laughs> understand it. Um, and, or like your family's um, Facebook posts. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. As she's kind of accumulated more of like my family and my extended family uh, on on Facebook, she's getting more and more indoctrinated into the world of evangelical Christians. The first time I met your mom, when she asked me where, what was the phrase? Where your walk was with the Lord. Yeah. And so (laughs) I started to go into my story about being baptized Catholic and going to, and then she told me, you know, Catholics aren't Christian and um, I had thought for a second to tell her that I was actually Christian that I had, but I know now oh, no. I would, that would have failed no. miserably because yeah. I don't know the language. She would have said, where do you go to church? <laughs> they can that would have been her out. next question. They can oh. sniff it out. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been three questions have deep and they would have had you. Yeah. Yeah. They would have had you figured out. Uh, so Jeremy, you grew up in a, a very similar, uh, environment, right? Like you grew up Christian. Oh yeah, card carrying Christian. Uh, VBS every summer, uh, two weeks of Bible camp, you know that sort of thing. Oh, Jeremy, something. Uh, you know, you know what? Uh, so before you get in, into your list, Christy, I've got uh, just something that popped up into my mind right now. Uh, you, you, you know, you might have grown up evangelical if most of your sexual escapades firsts happened at Bible camp. Yeah. Yeah. Now I missed out on all of that excitement at Bible camp because I was really involved in Boy Scouts. So Ah, I was always doing Boy Scout stuff during the week. So what you're saying is you still got a lot of your firsts taken care of there? Right. (laughs) I was going to say, they still happened at camp. (laughs) Uh, it, all of my exciting first happened uh, in the back of the youth group van on, yep. the, on the way home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, and that's usually the way it was, too, on the way home. You I got should, your girlfriend, and, on, and then on the way home, you, you know. You I, should definitely, I should definitely clarify that it was not nearly as exciting as probably what the teens are doing nowadays. It oh, was, my God. Uh, it was, I was just thrilled that, like, my thigh was pressed up against the <gasps> thigh yes. of somebody that wasn't. <laughs> oh, yes. I can remember Oh God, Christy, cover your ears. <laughs> and then you would spank bank that thigh touch for spank, months. Bank. I would spank bank get like just sitting next to somebody and having my thigh pressed against yeah. theirs. Yeah. I can yeah. I can specifically remember having that happen on a three ride three hour car ride home and, <laughs> and immediately going home and humping the pillow. This? How old how old were you? Twenty <sighs> twenty seven. <laughs> yeah, well, it was when I was a youth group leader, actually. Oh, so, uh, uh, God. Thir- like, uh, well, probably sixth, seventh, uh, sixth, seventh grade, right around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so I remember fine. making out with a girl for the first time behind the church after we got back from, from youth, youth group. Uh, it was Christ in Youth Conference, CIY. And I, I got to make out with the girl. It was the first time I got any tongue action. And, uh, <laughs> I thought I thought I nailed it. I thought I did a great job. And then I went to school the next day and somebody like had gone to the same church she did and went to the went to the same private Christian school that I went to. Uh, so I guess it wasn't the next day. I guess it was when school finally started up again. They said, oh, yeah, they, they, they made out with you. But uh, they said that you made out like an octopus. Oh, I was like, uh, what is that? 
what does that mean? She said your question. arms. Yeah, your arms were just moving all over her back. Mm. And like I was like, that's what they do in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Where did she get an octopus to 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 know this in Kansas? That's what I, I want to know. Oh no, well, this well, this was in Chicago, but it's okay. still right. where where would you get it there as, as well? As long as you're yeah. near some salt water. Oh, Chicago's not no. near salt water. No, though. there's not, not octopus in the Great Lakes. No, no, not at all. Geography's hard. There's no aquarium though. Uh, so what what do you got for us, Christy? Okay, I'm, I'm interested. Two different categories. Oh. So th- four each, but but it'll be quick. Okay. So the first category is music. Um, when Amy Grant went secular, you questioned her salvation. I was so pissed off at her. Really? <laughs> I was so pissed off. Yes. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I mean, um, there was a lot of there was a lot of bands that I was into that. Uh, yeah, I mean it wasn't Amy Grant specifically, but there were there were bands that I was into that uh you could definitely tell that they were heading that direction and I was always very very concerned about whether bands were Christian bands or secular bands and if they had gone secular it was devastating. Yeah. All I want to say is baby baby, I take it with the notion to love you with the sweetest type of devotion. That was like the first song I, that I like I had a um I made a dirty song to that and it was like, <laughs> I love you in a circular motion or <laughs> something like that. I don't remember, <laughs> but I know that song just because that was her first secular album, right? It was it <laughs> probably was. the first song of hers that um, Christy ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just so you know how big this, this conspiracy was uh, amongst the Christians, if you type in Amy Grant space mm-hmm. on uh on on uh google oh darn it doesn't do it anymore uh, the, after the space used to be satanist oh wow before anything else because there was this, a, a theory that uh, she was influenced by satan uh she had satanic activity <laughs> sure. like so the christian community didn't just say oh she's not a christian anymore they they said nope now she's not singing the hymns she's full-on satanic yeah. <laughs> Like that's how that's how bad the church like turned their back on yeah. her. And I remember sitting in there uh, in in uh, Sunday school watching videos of them pointing out things in music videos and, and album art, showing that like you know clearly oh clearly this is an upside upside down star, and, and they were just like drawing circles of like a bird flying like mm-hmm. so you see the bird flying there and there's the top of the tree that lines up and then and then a the car drives by you stop right here and you circle you're circling random things and then making it a star it's yeah. it's ridiculous but yes yeah. I remember okay. all of that all right <laughs> uh, next you once apologized to others for going through your Petra phase. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what does that mean? You guys both just laughed and like Henson. Henson, you you probably know that better than me. Petra was a big hair Christian band. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, and uh, I'm trying to remember one of the album covers was like like uh, let's see here. I'm I'm actually typing it in here. Uh, one of them. Oh God, they're all like big electric guitars and stuff like that. But then they got like a big cross uh, in there and. Uh, they're really just an awful – so I don't know if you know this, but Christian bands, like like the Christian album, Christian producers, they get, you know, uh, whatever popular band is out at the time and they, they try to put together or at least find a Christian equivalent of it. Oh, okay? okay. So Petra was the big hair band in the 80s and they were horrible. I, I remember <laughs> – 
going to Christian bookstores because my mom used to work at a Christian bookstore and uh, they would have a poster on the wall that said, if you like Marilyn Manson, try blah, 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 <laughs> As blah. As if whatever. someone who Mar- likes Marilyn Manson is in that store <laughs> to begin with. But there they are because I loved Marilyn Manson. I loved all this stuff. I, I, I was a Christian. But what it was was, you know, the fan – like I, I still went to church. I did all this type of stuff. But I listened to Marilyn Manson. But I felt guilty about it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So then you would go to the Christian bookstore and they'd be like, oh, well, you like that satanic man? Well, here, try this instead. I, and Petra was one of those bands. I have been a part of more than one uh, CD burning <laughs> that involved Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yep. Posters. Getting, corn, corn posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't Get, there getting other back. better things that you can be doing? That, well, that's we were burning? we were saving the world. No, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> burning a CD and a poster doesn't save the world. Mm. Okay, so next it did. It did. <laughs> you don't know how bad the world was going to be, but we did that. We saved you. You can thank us later. Yeah. Um. So this one just says, "Thanks for the memories, Carmen." Oh God, Carmen! I saw him at Six Flags Great America. <laughs> We've discussed Carmen uh, when your sister on the show on. before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some great. I think my favorite Carmen's song is. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the Victor or something like that. But it, okay. it it's an entire like boxing match. It's oh, him yeah. oh, explaining yes. an entire boxing match with the devil. Yeah, the champion. The but devil. the champion. The champion. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, and it's him like walking through the basically just um like color commentating a boxing match between uh between Satan and uh and God. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's awful too though. Mm-hmm. It's so do you remember there was one called like the riots and it was another one of those where uh they were trying to have it match, you know, whatever big popular band was out there. It looked just like the cover of uh, History by Michael Jackson. Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was like him like standing. Like you remember the cover for History? It was, uh, it was awful. And I, I ate it up. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Okay. So last one <laughs> So in music. thank you for the memories, Carmen. <laughs> the last one in music is the lyrics from DC Talks Jesus Freak has stayed with you for all these years. Oh, yeah. It still gets stuck in my head every once in a while. Yep. <laughs> Jeremy, what would people do if they found out that I was a Jesus freak? What would people do if they found that it's true? I don't I don't even care if they label me a Jesus freak. There there ain't no describing the truth. They're disguising the truth. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know when that album debuted? It was it debuted at like number 3 on the charts between Kiss and Marilyn Manson. Oh. And wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, for a Christian album to be that high, it's yeah. actually incredible. But I remember like seeing that and being like, "Oh my God, the, oh, Jesus is coming! Jesus is coming! This is amazing!" Was the, uh, there was like a little rap breakdown in the middle of it. Oh, I, oh, I, 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 I saw a man with a tat on his big fat belly. There it is. It wiggled around like marmalade jelly. It oh, took nice. me a while to catch what it said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. Jesus saves is what it raved in a typical tattooed green, and he stood on a box in the middle of the city, and he claimed he had a dream. Oh, God, and the video was amazing, too. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, gosh. Yes. Well, that's why I said uh, we got to have some audio adrenaline at your uh, oh, God. <laughs> at, at, at your wedding, because we got to... 
We got to get some of that stuff in there, man. Yeah. No. Audio Adrenaline, Newsboys. My sister was a very big uh, Newsboys fan. Actually, my sister submitted a Newsboys song <laughs> for our yeah. nice. What I said is this list of things that people have turned in is mostly our do not playlist. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's helping us pare down the list of who's actually going to be let into right. the venue. <laughs> That's funny. What's your uh? What's your name? Okay, okay let's check the list. Oh nope, no, sorry. You turned in a shitty song, and you're out. <laughs> okay, so this next group I've labeled education. When you couldn't find any of your friends from youth group at school, you were worried the rapture had taken place and you were left behind. <laughs> yep, definitely. Yep. Did you actually feel that way? Jeremy, you want to go and take this yeah, one? Yeah, I, I mean, there was, like, I had genuine concerns that that had happened uh, more than once. Yeah, like when my, not just my friends at school, but like with maybe my parents or, or parents. family, like if I couldn't get a hold of somebody on the phone, I would start freaking out like, oh my God, this happened, they're gone, and I got left behind. Isn't that terrifying? It's because That's I... That's what your parents taught it's, children. It's because I... Yeah. Uh, it's because I masturbated one too many times. Oh, I, I cried on the bathroom <laughs> floor a couple times over doing that. It's so abusive. It's terrifying. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, the same thing happened to me one time when I got lost at the mall. I thought the rapture <laughs> had happened and that I was just – I, I was, I was left now. behind. My, my mother and father and everybody that was there was just gone. And I, 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 I fell to my knees crying and my parents <laughs> finally found me. They're like, what happened? I said, I thought it was a rapture. And they'd be like, honey, you wouldn't be left. You'd be fine. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you weren't in my bedroom last night. You don't know that. <laughs> but don't you think – I mean if stepping back from it, you both have <laughs> – aren't in that world anymore but don't you think that's really abusive and it's scary? terrifying yeah uh, i don't know if it's abusive I I, I, I I feel like no no you're right yeah okay um i, I remember i remember to being told I, I i have probably said this before on the podcast but when i my spiritual birthday when i gave my life to the lord officially i was three <laughs> year old three years old the challenger exploded on tv because oh, my yes. dad is a space nerd and we were watching the shuttle launch and i watched the space shuttle explode i knew there was astronauts on it i asked my parents what happens to people when they die and they said well if you believe in jesus you go to heaven and if you don't believe in jesus you go to hell well what's hell oh it's like eternity and se being separated from god and it's a uh, burning lots, lake of fire lots of burning and fire and, and you never and see pain, your family again and you never see your family and i was three and now that i'm a now that i'm a parent and i actually understand what it is to like speak to the life like speak to my daughter's fears when she yeah. has a nightmare and explain to her like what the truth is and what reality is and you know, Sitting her down and saying, "No, honey. No, first, I have to explain to you what gnashing of teeth means." Right. It's I can't okay. imagine. So. I cannot imagine <laughs> sitting. I mean, she's five now, and I wouldn't do it to her now when she's five. I cannot yeah. imagine sitting her down and saying, "All right, you here's your two choices. <laughs> yeah. Here's your two choices. You either you pick this one or this one." Like it's, and I remember, I remember being terrified that my like all of my friends are going to burn in hell. Like I'm yeah. never going to get to hang out with my next door neighbor, Richard, anymore because he might not be a Christian. And so I remember having a talk with him out in our front yard one day like, hey, buddy, you got to get on board with this whole Jesus thing because if yeah. you don't, we're not going to be able to hang out in heaven. Yeah. My parents took it so far that uh, they, they said eventually you will be persecuted for being a Christian. Yeah. Uh, and if you uh, if you denounce God. 
you know, yeah. uh, you, you, you will go to hell and they will do things like try to kill you. And, uh, you know, so like eventually, um, they, 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 God, I don't remember. So unfortunately when you're a kid, it's hard to kind of piece together everything that they were saying, but you know, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So like right now there seems to be a kind of a backlash against Christianity a little bit, you know, here and there, uh, and, or against at least ideals that kind of represent Christianity, you know, like God, the homosexual lifestyle, you know, they, they're finally being able to be human. We don't, and the we Christians don't say are lifestyle, like, Jeremy. Yeah. It's just homosexual. But, you know, but Christians look at that and say, you see, you yeah. see the devil, the devil is, 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 is encroaching on, 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 on our life and we're being persecuted. Right. So it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy for a lot of people. But back in the day, my, my, my parents used to say, you know, one day somebody might hold a gun to the gun to your head and tell you to denounce Christ. And if you do, you will go to hell. Yeah. It's like, oh, my yeah. God. So yeah. I would rather that's I should die. A, I should just die. That's a terrible thing to tell children. We we witnessed a child telling Ellie, asking her if she believed in Jesus and God. And if she didn't, it would be too bad because they would never see each other again because yeah. that kid was going to heaven and she would go to hell. Yeah. And that is terrible. That's yeah. terrible to tell a child. It is. It is. And you're right as far as like a little like, – like it's a little – I wouldn't say it's abuse, but I, uh, it it's sucks because – It's emotionally abusive. But they're doing everything they can in their power to – like they – if they believe it's true, they they should they should tell their kids that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, if yeah. they really believe it – no, but at the same time you can say – the other side of the coin is, you know, somebody might believe that, you know, punching their child in the face is the best way to punish them. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily right either. There's got to be a fine line. I, I don't know. I don't or think I don't scare them into think it's being, abuse. Um, good, right? Yeah. I will yeah. spank you. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I yeah. I don't, it's different, but. <sighs> yeah. I, I could see how you think it's abuse, mm-hmm. but I don't. Well, I've come from abuse. completely outside. So <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah. it is abusive to me in the way I see it. Okay. So sure. This sure. is, this is, um, this next one is filled with terms that I don't understand. <laughs> okay. You've used the following terms or phrases in serious conversation. Accountability partner. Uh, the Lord laid it on my heart. Uh, hate the sin, but love the sinner. It's about relationship, not religion. <laughs> two, I'm just a follower of Christ, man. Two uh, Chronicles seven dot fourteen. It's second. Second. <laughs> Thanks, oh yeah, Donald I'm like Trump. Donald Trump. Thanks, Trump. Donald Trump. Second two Chronicles. Chronicles seven fourteen. Two Corinthians walk into a bar. <laughs> Soul winning and backsliding. Mm-hmm. Oh, backsliding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's an accountability partner? Uh, That is somebody that you get together with uh, every week and you say how many times you masturbated. (laughs) Is this real? a sponsor for AA. This is actually a thing. For sure. For sure. How do you pick this person? Oh, usually it's like a youth leader or a friend. Or do you do a high five afterwards? Like, dude, <laughs> awesome. No, no it's like we're going to get through this together. We're going to be okay. Oh, because you're not allowed to masturbate. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so yeah. I, I would get a pain in my side, like a random pain in my side when I was a kid and be like, it's because I'm masturbating. I knew it. I need to stop, but I can't. Yep. And then you would go confess it to someone? Uh, it, well, usually, you know, every once in a while you would. But I, I mean, kids, 
do not admit to masturbating. I can't it's tell like which is more fucked up do. that you have to that you pick someone that you confess to <laughs> or that you've that it's not I mean, okay it's, to do. It's not just it's not just about sexual stuff. Like I I said yeah. that because that most often especially for young men such mm-hmm. as myself and probably Jeremy yeah. that is the primary focus of these kind of accountability groups as they call it them just, or these so guilty. types of relationships because it's like the yeah. number one thing that every 17 year old is right. like trying to figure out is sexuality in their mm-hmm. body and why they feel yeah. this way and yeah. whatever and uh and so you know uh, but it was about all sorts of things, and Jeremy mentioned it perfectly. It is it's basically like a sponsor, but for but for Jesus, and everybody has one, <laughs> but for Jesus stuff. Not, everybody. Not necessarily everybody, it's but it a, is something that you know you're you're aware of. Yeah, it's like you a know? common common thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the Lord laid on my heart? That's like you know um, he spoke to me. Yeah, yeah. Like yep, the uh, Lord laid it on my heart to come to you today and uh, talk to you on your podcast. Yeah. So I can't. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. Um, about the relationship, not religion. Yeah, that's like um, that's like you know people tr- trying to sound progressive and like, hey man, don't label me. I'm not one of those church people. I'm just a. It's about relationship. Like, well, it's also mm-hmm. a personal relationship with God. It's not a. It's not. We're not. It's not a religion. Yeah. I have a personal relationship with my God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're not yeah. like checking off a list of these are the twenty things I didn't do because. You know, it's that would be religion. That's not cool. So what's soul winning? Like getting people to be Christian. And backsliding is You've you've done well for a little while, but you you masturbated for like ten days (laughs) straight. Backsliding is what happens when you are a Christian. You put ecstasy up your butt and then (laughs) masturbated for ten days. And you become a uh, you become a secular music artist. Yeah. But the thing is backsliding implies you're gonna get better. Yeah, you backslid for a little mm. bit, but you know, now I'm You're back. Yeah. I'm okay now. Okay. Yeah. That this this whole thing is making me very angry. <laughs> okay. Uh next. You were an expert on things that you've never studied. Oh example, absolutely. the Bible, feminism, postmodern modernism. Yeah. Evolution. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Every oh. every Christian thinks they know everything about evolution. But they don't know anything about well, it. And about science. About, oh, yeah. about like the science mm-hmm. of evolution. Well, oh, carbon argue. dating isn't actually a, uh, a what thing. I've heard a lot about is um scientists and people and inventors and even like Darwin who became Christian on their deathbed <laughs> and then <laughs> renounced everything they ever said. Yeah. Never did. Yeah. yeah didn't happen. What what's crazy is uh so as a Christian, you end up learning this bastardized version of of evolution. And the only thing that I was ever taught about evolution, because I went to a private Christian school, I would watch videos by that Ken Ham guy, mm-hmm. uh, who, who runs the, that, that, uh, uh, creationist museum in, in Kentucky. Oh, God. I think we it, need to do a field trip there. Oh, my God. No, it's, I want to do a field trip to the, Ark. to the life size, uh, Noah's Ark that they're building in well, Arkansas. I love how you keep yeah. saying life size. An actual Sorry. size, but we don't know the size it's from not the real. from the 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 dimensions are given in the Bible, and they're building it to those dimensions. Actual dimensions were given in the Bible. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they're given in the Bible. Yeah, but uh, oh shit, what was I gonna say? Damn, are they gonna serve uh, drinks? You watched videos. You watched videos oh, from Ken Ham. They watched videos, so the, he would tell you, "I'm going to teach you evolution, and then I'm going to teach you how to argue against it." Yeah. And everything he taught about evolution was wrong. <laughs> yeah. None of it was right. Yeah. Oh, horrible. Yeah. But I used to argue 
with my friends ad nauseum like I was some sort of fucking expert. Ugh. <laughs> I shake my head. Um, okay, so <laughs> the last one is, it kind of goes hand in hand with that one. Anytime you needed a particular text to suit your needs, you are prone to say, but when you examine the original Greek. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yep, yep. I, I didn't do as much of it because I uh, pretty much the moment I got out of high school. No, I guess I was two years into college when I finally just said, enough is enough. I'm done with this. I didn't get into the, the studying of the, of the original quote unquote text mm-hmm. that I'm sure probably going to Bible school, Jeremy, you got a lot more into that probably. Well, huh? And I, I would say that probably ironically learning more about the original language that the Bible was written in and how it got to the Bible that everybody reads today yeah. and the massive discrepancies therein oh. and all that kind of stuff. That is a huge, that was a huge step towards kind of my deconversion <laughs> for, oh, wow. for lack of a better term was like actually learning more about the Bible and studying what? the Bible Educating more. yourself Re- made you go away from religion? <laughs> right. That's Isn't that never crazy? happened before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because what kind of got to me, Jeremy, at the same time was reading a book called The Case for Christ. The intention of the book was to convert non-believers to Christianity. Oh, I've read it. So I a Christian it. gave it to me to read. Yeah, I read it <laughs> and it did the opposite for me. Yep. <laughs> I was yeah. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I kept asking questions. It got into this big thing where I had a... a Email well, that's your first problem, Christy. You're asking questions. Exactly. Yeah. And and it got to the point where they're like, oh, you might want to come talk to my pastor because I can't answer any more of these <laughs> yeah. questions. Yeah. Or the answer was always, well, you have to have faith. Like, no, oh, yeah. that's not the answer. It's a living book. Well, I want to go back to the ark. Um, ah. I want to know, will there be a bar there? And do you have to have sex with your sister and cousins? <laughs> yeah, that's the only way you can get it's, in. It has to be original. Yeah. Because yeah. wasn't yeah. he like a terrible alcoholic? He was. Yeah. And yeah. didn't he like try to have sex with his daughters? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he was the one that God spared. So that's kind of lets you right. know the state of things. Yeah. Well, I think he became an alcohol uh, alcoholic later after. On the boat? I, I, guess, I guess if you had seen God kill everybody on the earth, you would probably start drinking too. Yeah. And especially having the guilt too. That, um, so, I mean, you talk about survivor's guilt. Yeah. I mean, he's got some survivor's <laughs> guilt. But yeah. well, the bar is in Arkansas, or the 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 boat's going to be in Arkansas, Arkansas. So. You mean Arkansas? Yes, get it right. And the thing, Christy, also is like even if he wasn't having sex with his own children, there still had to be incest, right? Oh, because totally. if they're the only ones and they repopulated the earth, mm-hmm. ah, come on, there was there was some there was some incest going on there. Had to have been. Well, yeah. and that's why you take the stories of the Bible as. What are they called? Parables, myths, mm-hmm. yeah. stories, not actual literal truth. Right, right. Jesus. What? I just, I really want to go to this ark, <laughs> to this <laughs> thing that they're building. I was trying to find. Um, Can it be a cruise? It's opening soon. <laughs> yeah, it should be a cruise. No. Is it like no, a princess cruise? Awesome. It's like in, it's on dry land. It's on dry oh, land. Oh, it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's the ark it encounter. A, if it was like a, a carnival cruise stop. You know, like you go to oh yeah, what is it? They um, should just make the whole Cozumel, cruise on the Ark, Belize, yeah. the Ark, and then Jamaica the or Ark something. Encounter. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, guys! There's there's this whole website for it. It's called uh, so it's called Ark Encounter. Bigger than imagination. Quote: Be a part of history. <laughs> As if this is 
one hundred percent historically Histori- accurate. Yeah, no, you should go to. I mean, there. I follow them on Twitter. It's just like oh. Arc Encounter dot, or it's at Arc Encounter, I think. Uh, but yeah, they've been because um, they're opening. They're opening soon, and so they've been like tweeting out pictures and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and I was wrong. It's not in Arkansas. It's in Cincinnati. Oh, I was going to ask. I'm like, where is not, this? Because that's not even. Correct. That's not very far. We could so, go to that. We'll have to. Um, <laughs> we'll Wait, Cincinnati's not very okay. far for you? Well, I don't want to go to the <laughs> south. Like, I'll go to New Orleans, and then that's about as south as I'll go. Yeah, I was just in the deep south. Yeah. At Myrtle Beach. And I, we stayed in Charleston and stuff. And I was like, wow, you guys still are pretty proud of those Confederate flags, aren't you? <laughs> well, we'll have to. Uh, we'll have to go. We'll have to go check that out. Well, um, Jeremy. I, Jeremy. Uh, I want to know how you feel about this. T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two, one. So Christy does not like this. Christy always complains about this. But uh, I, in in the face of blatant criticism, just continually come back with a segment where we call Rad Space News. Where Love I it. talk about uh, some of the exciting things going on in the world of space travel and exploration. I love it. Let's talk about it. So uh, the the two bits of exciting news that happened this week, and this is something we've talked about before. And Christy, I thought you might actually like this because it has to do with making space travel cheaper. One of the things right. that you always talk about is you complain- more cost effective. I believe mm-hmm. is the proper term. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's not It's not a machine gun, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Ukulele. <laughs> um, SpaceX, who uh, recently, as of late, has been in the business of landing these rockets after they put satellites into space on a, on a robot barge floating around in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so sci-fi. It's awesome. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. So they almost did it again. Uh, this would have been the fourth consecutive landing that they had of a rocket. They successfully put two uh, two different satellites up into space this time, and the first stage came back down, and it it hit <laughs> it hit the ship. It hit the drone ship, but it hit it going a little too fast. So basically, it it ran out of gas like a few meters above the deck of the ship. So everything yeah. was looking great. It was coming in at the right angle, and it ran out of liquid oxygen right right before. And so it impacted a little more heavily than uh, it should have. And apparently, I'm hoping that they release pictures of the rocket because they said that it kind of accordioned, like the engine, yeah. the engine housings themselves accordioned and squished up, and then it fell over and. It didn't really explode because there wasn't a lot of fuel left on it. But uh, but man, the video that they have—I mean, it's out in the ocean, a couple miles away, and you can see it. Not a couple miles, probably about a mile away, and uh, you can see it. It's 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 almost upright, and then all of a sudden, it just drops that last you know ten, fifteen feet, just boom, and then the cloud of smoke that came up right—it looks like it exploded. I mean, it's a good size cloud, but uh, it, it's it's great video. You should <laughs> yeah. check it out. It's great That's video. Great video. It's great for us to talk about on a on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> but then this morning, another so there's another company, a guy by the name of Jeff Bezos. He uh, also owns Amazon, I guess. Which mm-hmm. apparently you can like buy stuff online mm-hmm. from them or something. Uh, um, books, I believe. Books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jeff Bezos has a company called Blue Origin, and they're testing a reusable rocket. And this rocket isn't going to put stuff in space 
uh, in orbit around the Earth, but it is going to get stuff up into space. And this is actually more of like a space tourism thing. So it's going to be a, it's a short little stubby rocket. And uh, I forgot the name of it, but um, it might actually just be Blue Origin might be the name of the rocket or the, I don't know. Anyway, it's a short little stubby rocket. It has a capsule on top of it. People are going to be able to pay for a ticket inside this capsule to go up into space, experience, I think, eight minutes of weightlessness. Uh-huh. And then the capsule is going to detach. It'll come back down using parachutes. And then the, the, the rocket that put it up there will come back down and actually land. So they had another test. I think this is their sixth or seventh test that they've had where they've successfully done this. And um, this time when they came back down, the capsule uh, actually has three parachutes. They intentionally disabled one of them. So it only came down on two parachutes. Everything went as planned. So but they did it on purpose. So like they had, it usually uses three. I'm sorry. I was, I was looking back at the article to make sure I was right here. I, you may have, may have just mentioned this, but yeah, they, they, purposely made one fail yeah so that they could test to see what would happen yep which i i love the fact that they're in they're they're so far into their research now that they're fucking with the experiment yeah yeah so, so that they could start to so they're not even like trying to perfect it anymore they're trying to see what could fail and planning for that it's it's yep. uh they're, they're getting pretty far along on this yeah so it's uh it's it's an exciting time to be alive, guys. This stuff is getting cheaper and cheaper for us to put stuff in space, and uh, that's only going to mean more fun and exciting things for everybody. Well, you know the 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 easier it gets to to put stuff in space uh, means we're getting closer and closer before we can start putting more humans in space, right? <laughs> which it's it's going to be you know human human traveling through space uh, at some point. It's crazy. I yeah. do have to point out that the, the article that you uh, put on the on the run sheet here uh, by Slate was written by my cousin. Yeah, Phil Phil Plate, right? Phil Plate. Jesus. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. Every time, like just like at random, people will share an article and it'll be like, "Oh, that's crazy. That's that's my cousin. Yeah. I mm-hmm. see him popping up everywhere these days. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. I still should I, sh- I should get him on your podcast for you." Uh, I feel like I would be, do a terrible job of interviewing because I would just be stammering over myself. But <laughs> yeah, I invited him on the old Eureka podcast once, and he he didn't respond. I imagine he probably mm. did some some research <laughs> <laughs> and was like, "I'm not going to go on that show." Mm. God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what um, else you got? So that's it. That's all I got for space news. That's you know, I was going to bring something up as far as this whole space news goes. Um. On our my old show, we used to do something called Celebrity Net Worth. Oh, okay. Uh, so you've got Jeff Bezos, and then you got Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos oh, owns the uh, uh, the Blue Blue Origin, mm-hmm. and Elon Musk is the one who owns SpaceX. Uh, how much do you suppose Jeff Bezos is worth? Oh Jesus, I have no idea. Bill, uh, it's in the billions. You get you you yep. He's in the billions. Uh, three. Point four billion. Three point four. I think I would say ten. Sixty-three Jesus billion dollars. Yeah. That was Jeff Bezos. That's Jeff Bezos. Oh my god. His salary is only eighty thousand a year. So maybe apparently he's been working for Amazon for the last like seven hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> That's like entry level. That's like an entry level salary here in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, yeah. And then Elon Musk, owner of SpaceX, uh, he got his start actually with PayPal. Yep. Uh, he created Pay PayPal. And he actually got like he was on a business trip and got. Um, uh, there was like a hostile takeover of the board while he was out 
and really he, he got that. he got ousted uh actually by you know uh peter thiel the guy that was spearheading oh. the lawsuit against gawker oh yes that yes, was he yes. was bankrolling hulk hogan in his That's lawsuit, right. trying to and trying to bankrupt the guy from silicon valley is supposedly yes. named after yeah yeah okay so okay that okay. that guy uh basically ousted elon musk but you know elon seems to be doing okay yeah, for himself back. yeah tesla I'm, motors is doing just ooh, fine geez. so uh, what do you suppose he's... his net worth oh, i'm sorry chrissy what was that I was, I was just trying to guess oh okay yeah what do you suppose his net worth is is it in the billions again yes uh yes tw- it is a b uh 47 i don't know 55 12.7 billion. Oh. oh, way lower. Way lower. I was surprised by that. I thought that they would kind of be neck and neck, but yeah, he's, he's way oh, lower. Oh, it's because he has a bunch of Amazon stock. That's where his net well, worth if, is. If Bezo- Why doesn't Bezos work on getting those rockets up a little higher than actually putting stuff in orbit instead of that's just what I'm saying. dabbling because with Because he's also working on doing stuff in the ocean, too. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, it, he Bezos actually pulled up some... Uh, a bunch of uh, Apollo solid rocket boosters or uh, 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 Apollo engines that not solid rocket boosters, but the uh, the Saturn V rocket that put the Apollo thing up in space to send it to the moon. Oh, Par- yeah. Parts of the rocket fell back down into the ocean, and he recently yeah. just sent a bunch of submersibles down to find and recover them. And we have some of the, those parts that he recovered here in Seattle, actually, at the Museum of Flight, where we were just If today. the choice is between drones delivering me things <laughs> seconds after i buy them yeah. or rockets going higher in space i'm picking drones every day i know i know yeah that yeah you're probably right i think i'd <laughs> I'd, I'd be on the, that side as well because prime now is already pretty amazing do you guys have this probably not in parsons or wherever well, you oh, they just shut down we had an amazon plant 40 minutes away from here oh, and wow. uh they shut it down, like lost like like 500 jobs. But uh, so we used to get really quick delivery just because we were in close proximity. But yeah, yeah not not so much anymore. Um, all right. Well, Jeremy, let's uh, let's take this in for a landing. But before we do, I had a question for you. Uh, do you have anything uh, anything you want to plug? You me- had mentioned something that maybe you have some kind of some yeah, stuff in I'm, the works. I'm working on a, I'm working on another podcast. Um, I. Uh, I wanted to do something a little more, a little more creative, a little more uh, something that I could tell my parents about type thing. Because <laughs> with Eureka, I was not very proud of of sharing it with my parents. I was proud of the show. I loved doing it. We had a good time. But uh, one of those things where I, I uh, some my wife would sometimes be like, "Oh, well, my husband has a podcast," and people would be like, "What's it called?" And I'd be like, "Nerd Out Loud," because <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want yeah. them listening to me. I'm telling stories about you know shoving ecstasy up my butt and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but so this one is uh there's a guy who is in my hometown here Parsons Kansas who he's uh he's a black gay guy who basically got ran out of town 30 years ago for being a a, a black gay guy in a small town in Kansas and uh when he left uh he joined the military so he's got a bunch of stories about the military he ended up in in Minnesota uh became part of a group called the Sound of Blackness and won a Grammy with them um and uh recently he moved back home uh, to take care of his mom. And in the last two years, he's gone from uh, being nervous about being uh, an out uh, black man in this tiny little town to being the one of the city commissioners. And uh, he's, he's going to be mayor uh, of this town. Uh, and awesome. so 
uh, you know, he's got all of these contacts from the music industry uh, of people who have influenced him, uh, you know, pretty famous people, other Grammy winners uh, that uh, we're going to get on the show and just kind of do a timeline because the other day we did uh, after the Orlando shooting, I was part of the uh, candlelight vigil uh, that, that took place here and he put it on and uh, he was bawling. Toward the end of it, just couldn't control his emotions, and I and I we had already talked about doing this show, and I had coffee with him the next day, and I was like, I found I figured out how to do this. We're going to Quentin Tarantino this thing, and we're going to start with the candlelight vigil because we've got audio from it. And I asked him, I was like, what was it like to be up there on stage as an out gay black man uh, in this tiny little town? Thirty years ago, you were kicked out. He said, I was beside myself. I could not believe this was happening. And so we're going to kind of start there and do like a maybe an eight-episode arc of, you know, where he is now, but then going back and t- talking about being gay in a tiny little town, moving away, basically being forced out of town, all this type of stuff, and uh, interview people he ran into, people who, you know, I mean, I mean he he knew Prince. Uh, he knew – he would – he – Knows Elton John. He sang backup, uh, you know, in his band and stuff. So I'm not saying we're going to get Elton John, and we're certainly not going to get Prince. Yeah. But uh, you know, people <laughs> like that. We're going to get. We're going to try to get people on the show to uh, kind of talk about their experiences with uh, stuff that they've gone through as well. So, That's awesome. yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, well, if you uh, if you need if you need a home for your website, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome with our little family of podcasts. <laughs> 1017. I was going to ask you about yeah. that because you've mentioned it before about maybe my next project being hosted on 1017. And I, I think I will definitely take you up on that. Yeah, man. So be cool. Fun. I've got coffee planned with them on Thursday. I'm going to interview him a little deeper so we can start to get a timeline because what's going to happen is he's going to be the subject. I'm going to be interviewing him uh, so he can kind of bounce stuff off me. And I will almost be like the audience. So like if he says something that he may not have gone off on a tangent on something that I could actually be like, I want you to go back and explore this a little bit. Uh, so I'll kind of be the interviewer slash audience asking questions that may be perhaps the audience uh, while they're listening. If he was just kind of talking, you know, yeah. by himself, monologue style, might not touch on some of that type of stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to it. It's, nice. it's going to be a challenge too. So Well, we'll – uh We'll be sure to keep everybody in the loop on that as it comes out. I'm right on. Thanks, man. More about it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, as always, you guys, you can find out everything, links to everything that we talked about on our website, nerdoutloudpod.com. If you want to give us a <laughs> – if I said something wrong yet again, if I called something a machine gun or uh, said ch- cheaper instead of – what. A, Less expensive. More cost effective. More cost effective. Yep. <laughs> uh, you can find all of our contact information at our website, nerdoutloudpod.com. That's where we put all of the links to this fun stuff. Uh, I will also add, if you feel so inclined, if you're shopping online and you're doing the Amazon thing, speaking of Amazon <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, <laughs> uh, if you go to nerdoutloudpod.com, you'll see a little uh, Amazon thing over in the uh, the sidebar, a little button that says support the show. If you click there, uh, it'll take you through. You can do your regular shopping on Amazon. We get a little percentage. doesn't cost you anything. And uh, it helps us pay for things like website hosting so jeremy can do his projects yay (laughs) so uh all right guys um christy do you have any last words never wait for cake (laughs) jeremy anything from you 
congratulations, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Go Browns. Let oh, your nerd flag fly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>